Since the onset of COVID, one in two Australians has reported feeling loneliness due to reduced social connection. Workplace loneliness is an increasing issue. So to discuss this, we have Ending Loneliness Together's Chair, Dr Michelle Lim, on the line. Hi, Michelle. Hi, Bill. Thanks and, for having me. And we've also got AIA Australia CEO, Damien Mu. Hi, Damien. Hi, Bill. How are you doing? Good. Good, thank you. Now, first of all, Michelle, tell us about Ending Loneliness Together. So Ending Loneliness Together is a not-for-profit um, that's actually made up of a national network of organisations who've really come together to address the growing problem of chronic loneliness in people living in Australia. So we really focus on things like um, getting the evidence base for understanding loneliness, um, informing people who actually are lonely or want to help someone who's lonely, and also really influence government and relevant stakeholders to kind of make a meaningful change and, and building awareness about this um, emerging presence of, of loneliness, which is very worrying around the world. Now, Damien, AIA have teamed up with Ending Loneliness Together. So what form has this partnership taken? Thank you, Bill. Yeah, it's a, it's a real privilege for uh, uh, myself to be able to partner with Dr Michelle Lim and Ending Loneliness Together to really help um, increase the awareness around this growing issue of loneliness. Um, over 5 million Australians affected and AA is a life, health and wellbeing insurer. Our dream is to champion Australia to be the healthiest nation in the world. And when we, uh, to do that, we need to increase awareness and, in, and ensure uh, more supporting prevention-based activities are available to our customers. So what, what bit are you doing? Well, we're really just getting behind to ensure that we can promote throughout channels and get behind ending loneliness together evidence to uh, be able to get the message out to our customers more broadly to society but also look at how we can uh, support through our own research and couple that with uh, Dr Michelle Lim and her team uh, to be able to look at ways in which we can um, both collectively put our best foot forward to yeah. get others aware of it. So Michelle, you know, government regulars. Now Michelle to you they say that loneliness is Australia's silent health emergency does this extend to the workplace as well? That's a really good question, Bill. Actually, now we are actually starting to understand how loneliness manifests in the workplace. And in fact, um, in, um, in, we do know, for example, um, with the um, London Economics Report, that you know, loneliness actually costs um, both private and um, non-private employers up to $2.53 billion. Um, pounds per year and this is really around um, if you are lonely you're going to have poorer health outcomes you're going to be more sick um, you're going to have actually be less productive at work um, and organizations actually have huge staff turnover because of loneliness so this is actually an issue that's extremely costly but actually uh, currently un under address at the moment so this is one of the things that we're hoping to work with AIA around is, is how do we actually help employees actually be more socially and meaningfully connected to each other. So, Michelle, what about COVID? Has this had an impact? Yeah. Look, you know, Bill, we know before COVID, one in four Australians uh, reported problematic levels of loneliness and our estimates um, post-COVID is about one in two um, in the last, you know, I think the first six months of the, the COVID-19 pandem uh, COVID pandemic. What we do know is that, um, you know, the times in which we had to really social distance and, and do physical distancing, distancing for our own safety does have kind of long-term ramifications on our mental health and well-being. So I think 
right now is, is really about what we can do to recover uh, socially and how do we strengthen our communities, including our workplaces, given that we really had quite significant social disruptions because of COVID. Damien, have you noticed any of these loneliness problems within your workforce? And if so, what measures are you taking? Yeah, Bill, definitely. I mean, if you think that, uh, you know, the stat is that 5 million Australians at any one time are experiencing loneliness, then that represents one in four people and, yeah. and many in the workplace. So, you know, absolutely, we employ over 2,500 Australians and we saw um, the impact of uh, loneliness increase during COVID where we just weren't able to, you know, one, uh, for a period of time, digital means and video zooming and other things were, 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 were sufficient. But as time went on, over two years of lockdown in Melbourne, uh, you just were not able to continue that uh, workplace community that people have when they're, they're together. And so we did see that increase. And, and while you know we did everything we could, along with many people within the organisation supporting one another, uh, as, as Michelle said, we did see an increase in, in people experiencing that loneliness and uh, an impact to people's mental wellbeing. Yeah, Michelle... So yeah, sorry. Sorry, Michelle. With loneliness obviously growing in Australia, kind of this presents a looming health challenge. What kind of urgent attention is required? So, you know, I think one thing that's really important for listeners to understand is that, you know, loneliness may be quite a common experience. So it's very, very highly prevalent. But the, the big issue is that it's being maintained by these larger systemic factors in our society, like, you know, and living in um, kind of more deprived neighbourhoods, having lower incomes. And when we kind of think about how it's maintained, it isn't the responsibility of one person or one organisation. So it's, it's really a big global issue that requires this whole systems approach, both mm -hmm. upstream and downstream solution, but transformative partnerships across sectors, like what we're doing with AIA, to really make that difference. So until we have this collective national approach to understand and prevent and reduce chronic loneliness, we're going to have Australians, many Australians suffer. Um, so I think we really need this broad collective national approach, which we're really starting to do now. So um, what are the demographics of loneliness? Kind of, is any one group affected more than others? Yeah, so I think, you know, most people traditionally think that loneliness only affects older people. But yeah. actually now we know, actually, young people are equally, um, or if not sometimes in, in many studies across the world, actually, it's more highly prevalent in young people, especially those from 18 to, yeah. to 25. And also those are kind of, you know, potentially... Um, you know, in a different stage of the career, careers in their life, 56 to 65 as well. And so we're starting to see that as um, with, with these age groups, it's really around significant life changes. So, for example, with young people, going from high school to um, employment or further study can be incredibly stressful. And often some of these events are quite positive as well. So you could be, you know, moving to a new country for, um, you know, for a, a really awesome job um, or perhaps becoming a parent. So it doesn't actually have to be necessarily triggered by negative life events. Yeah. Sometimes positive life events can actually trigger loneliness. Yeah. So, Damien, what are the signs you think employers should be watching out for in their employees? Well, Bill, yeah, I think anyone in the workplace may be able to spot the signs of loneliness amongst their colleagues, which is a good thing. So it's about being aware of that. And while, while it may not be a visible change, um, they, they could start to show some signs that they're indicating that they're feeling lonely. For example, spending more time alone outside work, yeah. not coming to, um, you know, uh, community events at work or functions, uh, their productivity dropping, and in particular getting stuck on the negatives when they're having a conversation could also be a sign. 
Um, and as Michelle mentioned, you know, that it doesn't have to be a negative uh, life event, but just recognising when people are going through life events and trying to correlate some of those signs could be a, a way of identifying it. So, Michelle, while it's normal to feel lonely from time to time, does the stigma of loneliness prevent people from seeking the help they need early? Yeah, absolutely, Bill. This is one of the reasons why we're here. I mean, the fact that we're even talking about loneliness, you know, I think often when we use that word, it comes with really negative connotations for most yeah. people. But we do know it's not very different from actually feeling hungry or thirsty. It's actually a normal human signal for us to connect. But because we don't connect early and we don't seek the help um, that we need, it then becomes a problem. So this stigma of loneliness, being perceived like you're weak or perceived like you're a loser or something's wrong with you, is actually making the problem worse. And it's also really difficult for service providers to really identify who is lonely and who is not because people are really under-reporting and denying it because of, of shame. So right? what kind of help is available? Well, I think the first thing that we really need to do is start talking about it yeah. and, and through a like a really robust evidence-based awareness campaign, yeah. but also you know provide a range of different kinds of programs and tools where um, that where we actually allow people who are lonely to feel empowered as opposed to kind of feel like there's something wrong with them and perhaps yeah. that, that you know that that are lesser because they take up these tools. So we do know there's no one-size-fits-all solution. So what we do need is a, a different kinds of tools and solutions all the way from our community to our workplaces to, um, to schools to actually talk about loneliness as an issue that is normal, but it's something that we have to, if we do feel lonely, we actually have to seek the right help at the right time and the right place early. Ending Loneliness Together's Chair, Dr Michelle Lim and AIA Australia's CEO, Damien Moo, Thank you so much both for your time tonight. And let's pray somebody hearing this takes the word. God bless you and thanks for talking to us tonight.